0: As I was preparing this message, it's really a message out of things that have been happening uh, in my life over the last few months. But uh, I believe it's happening in the kingdom of God all over the world. And uh, last night I was privileged to um, teach uh, Sandy's class. Sandy's mother had surgery, and she's doing good, and, uh, but Sandy couldn't be here last night. So I was uh, the teacher for her class, Girls with Swords. Look out, men we are getting a weapon in our hand to take care of business. Hallelujah. But I believe that God has given us all a sword. The word of God says it is his word that is a sword of the spirit, the word, the truth of God. and uh, But we have to know who's who in this battle that we live in. And we are living in a battle. Uh, as I was preparing the, to teach her class, which was kind of a short preparation, you make Excellent outlines, girl. Hallelujah. Just one line after the other. I just told him how it was, just like you said. But, you know, when you read the Word of God, when you take Scripture and you meditate on it, but... And it becomes real in you. And then God puts other circumstances around you that say the same thing. There's this excitement and anticipation that God is really doing this right now. And I have found in the 30-some years that I've been in ministry, there are seasons in the kingdom of God where he puts an emphasis on things that he wants us to be aware of because it's a time it's an hour that we're going to have to be prepared and have the information the knowledge the understanding that when it happens we'll know what to do not after it happens aren't you always glad to have revelation before it happens rather than afterwards and somebody said oh i could have told you that well where were you when i needed to know well god is always 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 letting us know ahead of time what he's doing and if we're listening we hear the same thing everywhere from the spirit of God from people who are listening to the spirit of God and uh, as I was preparing to do a funeral uh, just a couple of weeks ago um, it was an unusual uh, situation but I, I asked the Lord what do you want me to say to encourage the people and I felt like he said when you get up there I'll tell you what to say and, uh, you know, I, I feel more comfortable if I know ahead of time. And, uh, but I also know that the Spirit of God said, when you get in a situation, I will fill your mouth with what you need to say. And I believe that sometimes in situations, things shift around and we need to know at the moment what God's saying because there's different people involved. Maybe then we're going to be there or whatever. But it's the sensitivity to the Holy Spirit and then taking the word of God and applying it to that situation. And in that funeral, um, I was sitting there and I'd listened to everything that everybody had shared, you know, people sharing about their loved ones and stuff. And and there were some things shared that I, I know... You know, it's when people are grieving, there's things they they feel that maybe God did. And, and But it's not really the word of God. Everybody say the word of God. And I thought, oh, Lord, what am I going to say? So I don't, you know, I don't want to hurt them. I, I want them to to know, you know, that they have security in who God is. But, but it was like the truth never hurts anybody. So when I got up and I began to speak to them, God gave me John 10.10. 10. You don't normally give that at a funeral, but it was a situation where the devil stole a young girl's life and it was not God who decided she needed to come home at 26 years old. That was not God. And everybody in that room, I felt the Lord said, tell them that was not me. You know, we are coming to a day, it says in uh, Romans, Romans chapter 1, verse 16 and 17, that I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ for it is the power. Everybody say the power. The power of God to salvation, which means total freedom, total welfare, total everything that you need to live a successful life. The power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. That means it was for everybody. That was a distinction that the Jews, yes, were God's children those were his promised people the ones that had his promises but this message is for everybody who believes everybody say who believes and then it goes on in the next verse and says for it is the righteousness of god is for the righteous in it the righteousness of god is revealed from faith to faith as it is written the just shall live by faith and so uh, this scripture john 10 10 identifies exactly what is going on at all times in the earth, there is no exception to this. The thief does not come except, everybody say except, except, to steal, to kill, and destroy. Jesus said, I have come that you may have life and that you may have it more abundantly. The Bible's clear. We're, we will all have an appointed day that we will die, We or the trumpet will sound. Hallelujah. How I many going up on the first load? You know, I mean, I'm I'm out of here. Whenever it sounds, I don't, you know, but I'm gone because we get to meet Jesus, whether we meet him in the air or we meet him as we pass through this life into the next life. We live forever because we know Jesus. So we're just going to change addresses and we're going to become all that God said we would be in heaven, which is a place to worship him, to give him glory and honor. And I don't know what's there, but I'm excited because I know it's the best. Amen. But the good news is we get to live in that kind of environment right here. And so we do not serve a God who kills people. We do not serve a God who, you know, and we don't have people in heaven that say one day, hey, would you send Sarah up here because I'm lonely? And God goes and kills them and takes them to heaven. And so I felt like God said to me, that's not going to hurt anybody's feelings. It's going to open a door for an opportunity for them to recognize there is a thief there is a thief. It is the devil himself. And so when I was given this opportunity to teach this class, it was so real to me because um, Lisa Bevere in this class, Girls with Swords, the very beginning of the whole story is about the movie The Terminator. Now, I don't know how many of you, I've never seen The Terminator, except I know it was Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, you know, he'd just shoot him up, you know, all this crazy stuff. Although, back in the day... You know, if you see it now, it's mild compared to some of these other things where people turn into trucks and cars. Yeah, transformers. The little girl who does my nails, she whips that up, and I go, where'd the person go? Oh, she said, he's that yellow car now. I mean, you know, what? And so, you know, this this at least was realistic. There were guns and things. And so this girl, and she said, I was just sitting down to watch a movie with my son. I'd come back from trip. I was tired. I had been traveling all over. My son said, here, sit, Mom, with me and watch a movie, and it was the Terminator. And so she said it wouldn't be something I probably would recommend, but in it, I saw a biblical principle. The Terminator was out to assassinate this young girl named Sarah Connor. She did not know anybody was after her, had no reason to think anybody would be after her. But... Long story short, everybody with the name Sarah Connor started showing up in the obituaries. And she got this message that there was a force that was trying to destroy her. In one of the bang up shoot-em-up scenes, uh, uh, a car pulled up. And the guy inside the car said, come with me if you want to live. He was the protector. He tried to explain to her the the assassin is after you she said i i haven't done anything i mean nobody's after me i'm not a threat and this is this is amazing this is what her protector said to her he begins to tell her who she is and explains that in the future she is a legend that an entire army wages war equipped with the foresight and strategies she recorded and passed on to her son She had a divine destiny that the assassin knew about. She had no clue. But her protector did. Isn't this exciting? I'm going to go get the movie. I don't care what they say in it. I'll just plug my ears when it gets bad, John. But, you know, if if you know my children, when I watch a bad movie, my face is under a pillow nearly all the night. I peek out every now and then. And I pray for the people because it's live to me. I mean, I don't care if it happened in the 80s. I'm going to get that girl saved by the end of that movie. And so, but anyway, you know, I'm really getting into this teaching because God has been saying to me, listen, you have got to do what you are called to do and you will have to be bold and you will have to stand up and you cannot be concerned about what people think. You cannot be moved by the look on their faces because liberation comes from truth. And the only truth that we have left in this earth is this word at this point. And uh, I know we're in a situation in this, this country, but there are people assigned by God, assigned by God to bring liberation to this nation, to Israel, to Iran, to the world. There are people assigned by God, but those people have to stand up and take that position and so this protector in the end she says she doesn't believe there's any threat and she yells out i didn't do anything like why is this happening to me and the uh, the guardian says no but you will and i say that to all of you tonight you may not be doing anything right now but if you stick with the lord you will and that all autom- automatically makes you a target and that's what she talks about. You are a target. Well, you know, I could see the looks on their faces, so I quickly told them. But we are—we're stronger than the, you know, the enemy. But but we do have to recognize, see that there is a warfare. Uh, she calls it an epic, an epic uh, battle. We must be armed and aware and live by the power of the sword, because every day we are in warfare. Now, you know, when people are at war, nobody gets to go. Just, you know, eat cookies on the beach, you know, and drink pop. I mean, we have to be ready for whatever the Lord is telling us to do. And I believe if you just look at the headlines of the newspaper, if you just look around and you see people, uh, God told me, I'm going to start opening your eyes and you're going to see what's really out there. And that song you wrote, Resurrection River, you're going to really want that to be the truth. You're going to want to know that there's transformation power instant. Because there is no counseling demonic strongholds. There's no counseling people out of some of the messes that they're in. There's only the anointing of God. And so when Pastor John preached on the crazy train, you know, that just even more uh, made me realize th- this is the hour. Everybody say, this is the hour. And and we have to be aware. Uh, we are a target. Yes, we are a target. You cannot go around saying, I just can't believe that the devil did this to me. I don't know. Well, he will do whatever he can to you unless you have your sword in hand and are be ready and be ready for whatever that is. It's not uh, she says in her book it's not personal. I heard Pastor Elizabeth say one night up here. Yeah, well it isn't personal but I, it seems personal to me. Well, you know what happens if it's personal to you? You try to fight it with personal personal ability. You take it personal and you attack back with personal Ideas personal strategies and those will not defeat a demon They will not stop the power of god the power of god says forgive and you will be forgiven the power of god says bless your enemies I told him I used to like that scripture that said put burning coals on their head I was ready for that one But then I found out the way you do that is to live peaceably with all men And pray for your enemies. I thought well, I don't see how that could ever work But everybody say but we do it god's way We are a target but there is a way to overcome, just like this protector in this movie was trying to tell her, I will take care of you. I will make a way for you to be safe. So, yes, there is an adversary. It says in John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever would believe in him, he would be saved. It, that whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. You know, we are saved from what the enemy can do to us, but we remain a target. 1 Peter, Peter 5, 7, uh, 8, 9, especially 8. Let's look at it. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks around like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. I mean, he's not in this just to hurt you a little. Devour means to to eat up Everything that you are and everything that could be. Resist him steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. What does that say? You're a target. We all are targets. However, this is a, uh, this is a, it's not a game, but it is a war. And it's one that we already have won. Turn to your neighbor and say, surely not. <laughs> if this is winning, you know, you're thinking, I'm not having won. But... But the truth is we win. We overcome the enemy, Revelations 12, by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony, and not loving our lives unto death. The scripture up above that says the accuser of the brethren, everybody say the devil. He constantly is accusing the body of Christ. I said to the women last night, he accuses you when you you do wrong, but he also is the one that gets you to do the wrong. So any way he can, he will devour everything in your life. Um, in John eight thirty one and 32, it says, if you abide in me, you will know the truth. And, and I think that in the day, in this hour that we are living in, we have to recognize that we are going to meet great resistance. It's happening all over the world, a resistance to the gospel of Jesus Christ to the truth of the word of God, to push it back, to take it down. And there's only one reason that that's happening. And I'll tell you in a minute. It This is a time to know the truth. And I want you to turn to Ephesians, Ephesians chapter six. You know, uh, this scripture was written by Paul. And in the very last part of Ephesians, after he's told them everything about the gospel, about the good news of the gospel, about the love of God, about the power of God, about the revelation of who you are in Christ, he says in verse 10, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil, of the devil. Everybody say, I'm a, I am know I'm a target. Okay. However, let's go on. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand. Everybody say withstand. In the evil day and having done all to stand. And I felt like the Lord said to me, it's been the evil day since Adam and Eve failed in the garden. It has been the evil day. The enemy took over. And so the evil day is every day. But the good news is, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. So even though that's happening, it's very clear in Matthew that very, to the very end, the wheat and the tares will be together. And God spoke to me and said, weeds grow faster than seeds. So you're going to see more weeds than you're going to see seeds. But God said, I will do nothing about that. And I will not let you do anything about that. But in the end, everybody say in the end, he says, I will gather the wheat and I will burn up the tares. So every day there, there's evil around us. And why am I saying this tonight? Because we have, in order to fight and use your sword, you got to know who the enemy is. And the enemy is not people. It's not our president. It's not it's not the people of Iran. Yes, there are people who have been oppressed. But let me tell you, I, in, in her um, in her book, Lisa Bevere's book, I love this. You know, oppressed people are people that are afraid of you. A people that are afraid of you try to oppress you. And uh, she said, oppressors are shrewd, but mostly afraid. They fear the ones they try to oppress. They fear your strength will put them at risk. And she says earlier on in this, uh, the enemy knows your potential and systematically tries to undermine your future. See, the, the fact that you're a target is because you're a threat. Most people wake up in the morning and say, oh, God, it's another day. But God wants us to wake up and say, oh, God, it's another day. It's another day to defeat the enemy. In my life, in other people's lives, I have authority. It says attacks have more to do with who you might be in the future than who you've been in the past. Well, what does the devil keep you busy with? Your past. He doesn't tell you about, his, about your future. Uh, Pastor Billy Joe said when the devil knocks at your door and he tries to remind you of your past, remind him of his future. He doesn't talk about your future or his future. He uses things that he can accuse you of in order to stop you. So this, in this conflict, we need a heavenly strategy. We need to know what God is saying. We need to be aware. On one side, she says, a relentlessly cruel enemy, perpetually bent on your destruction. But on the other side, a magnificent prince of unfailing love, equally determined, that you realize all you're created to be in him. And not just that he's, he's, you know, equally coming against what the enemy does. He's more than the enemy because he empowers us to overcome because of what happened at Calvary. So we are not in a situation where we will fail unless we do not recognize and do not deal with the enemy. In this uh, teaching I did last night, she said to stand still and do nothing, you know, to, to just, just act like it's not happening will not stop it will cause you to go backward, and everything will halt in your life, maybe for a little bit, but then you'll begin to slide back. So we really have no choice but to be aggressively moving forward in the things that God gives us to do. Uh, the, the scripture that she gave is in Exodus chapter one, and I'm just going to read it to you. The children of Israel were horribly oppressed uh, by the Egyptians, after Joseph died, and it says that in order to try to stop them, uh, you know they felt that they could oppress them and that then they could defeat them, and so they did things to try to uh harm them and it says, "I want to give you the scripture it 's in uh, exodus one ten it says "This is, was their thing. come, let us deal shrewdly with them, lest they multiply and It happened in the event of war." That they also join our enemies and fight against us So go up out of, and so go up out of the land. They didn't want to lose them because they were their slaves. The devil doesn't want to lose you because until you realize who he is, you are his slave. You are his slave. Therefore, they set taskmasters over them to afflict them with burdens, and they built cities and, and supplied them. But the more they afflicted them, the more they multiplied and grew. Wouldn't it be good if the more the enemy comes against us, the mightier we get, the stronger we get, the more powerful we get to become what God has us to be in this earth. Um, There's a story in Luke uh, 8, 26, and uh, I I like this story because um, I have someone I'm believing for, and actually God gave me this scripture about their life. They don't look like it right now, but God told me that they will find him clothed and in his right mind seated with jesus he gave me that scripture about somebody's life um i believe that i believe that but i know we're dealing with demons everybody say demons people who are possessed are are dealing with demons and uh pastor john preached on addiction on 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 this past sunday but all four of those messages All four of those messages are spirits of oppression that come against people's lives. And once they're bound, you cannot counsel them. You have to cast them out, and you have to fill people up with the truth of the word of God. Yes, you are a target. You will always be a target. You know how they say you'll always be an alcoholic? I don't believe that but you will always be a target. And if you have a weakness, he's coming again for the same weakness. And so that would be much better to say, yes, I am a target, because that recognizes there's an enemy, and that says you have to have somebody bigger than you to overcome him. Because our fight we cannot do in the flesh. Without the power and the anointing of God, we cannot overcome. And so in, the, in, this, in this situation, it's Luke. Um, do you have it up there? Yeah, and then they sailed to the country of Gadarenes, which is opposite Galilee. And, and when he stepped out, when Jesus stepped out on the land, there met him a certain man from the city who had demons for a long time. And he wore no clothes, nor did he live in a house, but in the tombs. Then, this is, this is what is, I want you to see. When he saw Jesus, when the man saw Jesus, he cried out, fell down before him, and with a loud voice said, What have I to do with you, Jesus, son of the most high God? I beg you, do not torment me. That man did not say that. A demonic spirit that controlled that man spoke those words out to Jesus. And it goes on and says, He said that because Jesus had commanded him to let the man go the devil knows who you are. But when you show up, you have to be authoritative in that setting. And if you don't know who you are, you will not be that. And and the reason I'm teaching this tonight is because I believe it's an hour where God is asking the church to take position, to take position spiritually for the warfare that we are in, in the earth today. There are people today that Prophetic people, many prophetic people that believe that Jesus could come any minute. There are people who believe that the next couple of years, uh, Pastor Hagee, the blood moons that he talks about, that's a great book if you want to get a good book, talks about what is happening in God's timetable, what God is doing. I don't know when he's coming. my whole life. This has been my scripture. When he comes, be found doing what he asks you to do. And I know for me, for this hour, is to awake the body of Christ. Awake the body of Christ. We have an assignment, and we are the only people in the earth that can do anything about what's going on. And I want to show you why. Because it is a battle that is spiritual. It is not a flesh battle. It is not the UN. It isn't uh, Netanyahu. It is not President Obama. It is not the Ayatollah. We are fighting evil. And we have to fight it with the power of God. And so when we look at these stories, this demonic spirit knew the power of God. It knew the power of God. It was so scared it said, oh, 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 just let us live and send us into the pigs. Well, that was a dumb answer because the pigs ran off the cliff. And that was the end of them. But those demons knew the power of God. The devil is fearful. He's the oppressor. But he is fearful of what the church can do to him in this hour. And that's why the only religion that's being attacked in the earth today is Christianity. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Only reason. Only reason. And uh, when, I, when I got up at that funeral, I cannot tell you, I am, I'm a peaceable person. You know, and I will do anything. I'll compromise even over the years. Well, okay. You know, in my young life. I would say, it's okay, I'll just go to my room and everybody else do whatever. I'm, I'm good, just, I don't want to be that person. So when God has begun to speak to me, you are going to feel a power come upon you, and when I speak, you will speak. I'm thinking, oh, gosh. Well, in that funeral, I saw it. And, uh, and I, I just, it was like the anointing of God just came, and I began to go. And, I mean, I came out from behind the podium with no microphone and begin to speak to those people. I was desperate for them to know Jesus Christ. I was desperate for them to not leave that place and not know that Jesus was the only hope for the state that they were in. And, 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 and yes, you know, I'm, my name's Pastor Pam, but this was, this was like, who was she? You know, I mean, I thought that when it was all over. But there was such a boldness and intensity. I want to tell you, when the Holy Spirit, when you spend time with God, uh, Pastor John said on Sunday, you know, we need to be so addicted that when we wake up, that we know we cannot make it if we do not spend time with Jesus. And when he said that, it was like, that's what's wrong with me. I feel like I can't do anything unless I get to the park and hear from God. I don't want to do anything except do what Jesus is telling me to do that day. I have no desire for any other thing. But it is the most exciting life you can live because God puts people in your path that are desperate. They are desperate. They are so hungry for something that's real. And Jesus is the only thing that's real. So as as I was preparing this message, I thought, now, Lord, help me not to get too excited because I can get really excited about this. But in Ephesians 17, it talks about what, 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 what are we fighting against? And uh, it, it says this, this I say, therefore, and testify in the Lord, that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles in the vanity of their mind, having the understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that's in them because of the blindness of their heart, who being past feeling have given themselves over unto lasciviousness. Lasciviousness is a big, long word, but it just means that they have no restraint, They have no restraint. I believe that's what we have in the world right now. We have no restraint. And it says in Proverbs where there is no revelation, people let go of everything. There is no restraint. And so what we see in the world is not people being bad, not people getting worse, but evil intensifying and capturing people because they do not know the truth. Bottom line. That's where we are. Okay, so let me finish with this. Um, in Micah 7, 7 through 9, the children of Israel are in a horrible mess. They're in a mess because they haven't obeyed God. And because they haven't obeyed God, then they've been in a state where things are not going right for them. Now, these are God's people. This These are not the the heathens these are god's people and micah says therefore i will look to the lord i will wait for the god of my salvation my god will hear me micah was a prophet uh he was living in a day and uh i want to just it, his name means who is like the lord his life modeled one who is like the lord and he called the people of judah to a same lifestyle of divine imitation but, but they weren't doing it. Micah deeply suspected the wickedness and corruption of the cities of Judah. The country prophet intuitively perceived the, that greed laid behind the decisions of the priestly and political leaders of his day. So he recognized what the problem was, and he was trying to help the people. So he goes on and says, do not rejoice over me, my enemy. He recognizes that there is an enemy against his life. People don't fall just because they wanted to be bad. In fact, you know, the the hardest thing, you know, when you see somebody going down the wrong path is to tell them you're going down the wrong path. They already know it. You've got to tell them about the better path. (laughs) They already know they're on the wrong path. So what that does is it becomes condemnation, and the devil uses that to push him away from you. But when you begin to lift up the name of Jesus and you begin to speak the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, it's an inviting thing. It is not a pushing away thing. And he says, "Do not when I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. And then he goes on and talks about how that when we repent, then we get back in that place that God wants us to be. And we begin to be the people that God wants us to be. Um, the other the other morning in here, um, we have prayed for four Monday nights. Those of you that have been in the prayer class, we took that time to just practice what we were learning. But also, God spoke to me and he said, this will be a time of warfare prayer. See, there's prayer assignments. There's times when God, we're just praying about, you know, people and, and praying for people that are sick and and, and we need to pray for the sick, and all those th- everything God tells us to do we need to do, but there are times of assignment when God says, "Pray like this," and so the focus of those entire four weeks, even with the class over there, we have been praying about speaking to principalities and powers, about commanding those things the way they should be, to be according to the will of God. And uh, so on Tuesday mornings, I pray with my sister and Sue O'Brien. I've been doing it for over a year. And uh, I've never done that in all the years we've pastored this church, but God told me to do it, so we're doing it. So I'm in here. I'm behind the keyboard. We're praying. Sue O'Brien is over here praying about Iran. We're praying for the nation because we just had a shutdown. If you didn't know that in our government, Well, thank God, Kevin did not shut down. I just want to tell all of you, we're all right, because heaven did not shut down. Heaven is good, and we have sown into the kingdom of God, and we are all okay, because our source is not this nation. That's good news. Amen? Amen. 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 But we were, and, and all of a sudden, we had been praying, God, show us what we need to pray. Show us what we need to be praying. And we kept, I kept hearing the hidden things, you know. We can be subverted, God keeps giving me that word, I'm not sure what it means yet, but subverted by things that are going. And so we get our focus on fix the president, fix the Congress, fix the Senate, uh, stop the bomb building in Iran. All those things need to be prayed. All those things need to be prayed. But we were saying, God, what is it? And all of a sudden, I heard that is not going to fix it. That's not the answer. And I'm going to read what I heard because I want to be sure I say it right. And that Sue was standing over there, and I stopped playing the keyboard, and I came out here, and I said, I, I don't understand what I'm hearing, but, but, and I began to pray. And she said to me, I was standing there, and God said to me, I'm showing Pastor Pam what to pray, and she will pray it out loud. Well, it made my knees shake because, you know, when God is speaking, what we're supposed to be praying. And and I'm presenting it to all of you because you are the body of Christ. You are the people. And this is what I heard. Uh, We were praying about the state of our nation, Israel and Iran, asking God to show us the hidden things, how to pray for the hidden things that he sees. I heard in my spirit, the problems of the world cannot be solved by man. It is the church's responsibility. Pray for the priest. And he said to me, in Malachi, when I stopped speaking for 450 years from the Jewish people, to Jesus Christ, I was upset with the priest. I was not upset with the people. I was upset with the priest. I'm thinking, holy moly. I'm just going to change my name right now <laughs> to just plain Pam. Hallelujah. Because, you know, if you're the pastor, you got pastor in front of it, that means you're responsible. He said, pray for the fivefold ministry to begin to warn the people and speak to the people. We have an assignment. And it, this is what just really, um, because of Lisa Bevere's book too, it just confirmed it to me. Pray for the fe- priests, the fivefold ministry to preach and teach the people to take their position and take authority in the Spirit. The problem is evil versus good. And the church, listen to this the church is the only force in this earth that can overcome evil through the power of the Word of God at the leading of the Holy Spirit. He said, the reason I said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, he told that to Solomon. And it was after Solomon built him his temple, arise to your rest. And he said, my eyes will always be toward my people, will always be toward my people. And if they're doing what I ask them to do, I will be helping them with it. If they're not, then they must fall to their knees and call out to me. And then I will come. And he didn't say the heathens. He didn't say the people who don't have revelation. He said, my people. And so it, it, this is what I heard: If my people, that whole scripture, call by my name, humble themselves, pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. In Malachi, God was upset with the leadership, the priests, those in authority, that they were not doing their job. We, not just the the pastors of the church, the Bible calls us kings and priests. Right. And so the body of Christ has an assignment, I believe, for right now for the earth. I mean, things are shaking in the earth. It is like the Bible says. Everything that's shaken can be shaken is shaking. But the church is the answer for what is happening and not a UN vote. Not, not a good, another president. It's the church. We have authority. Now, you say, well, that's just the world. Well, it's in your house. I want to tell you the same message is for everybody's house. And that's what I want to end with tonight. If your house is in turmoil, if there are situations in your house that are not going the right way, do not blame, do not accuse, do not become a help to the enemy. Begin to take your position as a believer. Begin to take your position as a believer and bring the rescue that God has for the children in your home. Bring the rescue for that mate in your home. Recognize, yes, I'm a target. But her choice in this book, You can be a victim or you can be a hero. We get the choice. Would you stand with me tonight? I believe God's looking for heroes. I believe he's looking for people that want to say, God, what is it that you want me to pray? What is it that you want me to say over this nation? What is it you want me to begin to say over my home? Practice in your own home. You know, practice in the people that you love around you because this is this is a time of liberation. This is a time when the Spirit of God is going to change everything around you. He's going to save your parents. He's, he's going to save those that you've been standing for and believing for. He, he's going to take them up out of that pit, and he's going to show himself strong and mighty. There is going to be such a move of God, but it's going to be because his people, his people. I want to tell you, your job isn't going to fix your financial situation. It won't. No job will ever fix your financial statement. Giving to God changes your financial statement. It changes what you've got in your hand. It's the thing that brings life to you.
1: We hope this message encouraged you. Victor Christian Center is passionate about sharing the love, acceptance, and forgiveness of Jesus. Learn more about us at victorylafayette.org. If you don't know Jesus or maybe you've gotten distracted and stopped following him, I'd like to pray for you right now the most important decision you'll ever make involves accepting the love of Jesus and His gift of new life. I'd invite you to make this prayer your own and take this opportunity to begin to follow Jesus. God, I ask you to reveal yourself to me. I want to know you. I ask you to forgive the sin in my life that has kept me from enjoying a relationship with you. Give me a fresh start by changing my life and helping me to follow you from this point forward. I accept your love through Jesus, and I commit to trust your plan for my life. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. If you've prayed this prayer for the first time, please get in touch with us and let us know. To learn more about Victory or to contact us, visit us online at VictoryLafayette.org.